It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, special edition of The Build-Up today with the announcement officially of Joe Thornton retiring from the National Hockey League. I talked to the one and only Mark Purdy, longtime columnist for the Mercury News as well as Bay Area News Group, and we went over as much of Jumbo as we possibly could. I don't know. Well, I can tell you as a fact, I will not be able to fit it in this one edition of the Build-Up, so you'll have to tune in tomorrow morning on Morning Tide to hear more, uh, but this was the interview. Enjoy. Purdy, Mark, what's going on, man? How are you doing? I'm at the top of my game, and thank you for saying long time instead of old. <laughs> Well, I still have to hang that. out with my dad, and I think he'd get angry if I referred to either of you as uh, as old. So, yeah. you know, there's there's that angle as well. Right, and uh, I guess the answer is uh, that, sadly, I have to say, I'm doing better than the Sharks <laughs> at this point. Well, you so. know, I think that that's what um, makes the retirement of Joe Thornton maybe hit a little bit harder right now is that, you know, it, it happens at a time where the Sharks are at their lowest since we talk about times that were so long before Jumbo and, and long before Patrick Marlowe and those two icons of the franchise are, are now both officially retired. Yeah, you know, of course it was going to happen one day and it's, it's, so, uh, it's so Jumbo that he chose to do it this way. I mean, I think we all knew he wasn't going to uh, play in the National Hockey League anymore, uh, but I, I had kind of thought, and I don't know what you thought i thought he might go back to switzerland and play like one season back there yeah given that his wife is from there and i know he loves going back there he had been going back there every summer and i thought well maybe they'll just stay back there one year and he'll play there i'm sure would have been glad to have him but but no and that's that's great because that means he's around san jose more and uh when i see him it's all it's always a good day that's well, that was kind of his trademark i think I, every coach he played for here in san jose would say you know, this guy never seems to have a bad day at the rink. And uh, so it's cool. He'll be hanging around the ice center. What do you remember of that trade going down? And I think like so many of us, we remember the clip of Randy and Drew in the pregame, I think first mentioned it and they made it official during uh, the course of the game. Um, you know, that, that, that's seen as the the transitional the, or the paradigm shift moment of the franchise? Uh, it has to be. And I'll tell you what I remember about that. Uh, I remember where I was when that trade was made because every year my wife and I, because, you know, in this business, you're always busy at night and day and it's a crazy <laughs> thing. And we love the We love the business. So every year we would pick out my wife and I would pick out like one day, we're going to do our Christmas shopping on this day and not schedule anything else. Mark, you're not going to be covering anything that night. You're gonna, you know, so we were at the mall. This was our night. I pledged I'm not going to do any work. We're <laughs> at the mall. My phone starts ringing. <laughs> of course. And, and uh, Barb, my wife goes, don't answer that. Don't answer that. I'd say, well, hey, you know, they keep calling. It's got to be something, right? 
well, all right. So I pick up the phone and, uh, and you know, they said they made this trade for Joe Thornton. I said, well, wow. Uh, and Barb looks at me and I look at her. She goes like, it's big, huh? Cause she's a hockey fan too. Mm-hmm. I said, the sharks got Joe Thornton and she goes, go home and start writing. <laughs> and, uh, at the time, I think, I, I think I'm correct in saying this, the f- fans here, Along with me, I mean, we knew Joe Thornton, he, and we knew who he was, and we knew like his numbers and all that, and we knew this was a significant deal. Uh, but I don't think people, because he played in the East, and and Sharks fans didn't get to see him play that much, um, because the games he played in were came on at four in the afternoon. They, I don't think they realized how significant it was right away. I remember covering some of those early games uh, that he played and it was apparent this guy just saw the game differently played the game differently and people just right away went wow and the guy who especially went wow right away was Jonathan Chichu yeah (laughs) who who Doug Wilson had said that I think that he told me I'm sure he told others you know I'm we're gonna play him on a line with Chichu and he's gonna he's gonna light it up um, because he played with who was it he played with in Boston that had kind of been the same type of player. And uh, I'm sorry, I don't remember that, but he said, this is going to happen. And it happened. And uh, it was so hilarious, Ted, those first few months that Joe was here because these Western teams did not see Joe that much. Mm-hmm. And it was clear that they had no idea <laughs> how to how to initially try to stop this. Um, you know, Joe was, uh, able to, he just saw the game differently. And, um, I think I, I tweeted or whatever it's called now, you know, he, he, <laughs> he caused me to see the game differently because he saw the game so differently about how to come across the blue line, slow down, make players move around and then find the open guy and, and all that. And, I, it, but, but it was just hilarious to see these opposing Western conference teams, uh, try to figure out how to stop this guy, um, and and particularly, you know, and Chichu, those guys just had that immediate chemistry. And uh, that season was so fun. And uh, I but I I and I was honestly surprised then at the end of the season. I, I remember writing a column saying, you know, this guy's had a great year, but nobody's going to vote for him in the MVP. The, the, the East Coast writers, you know, aren't really paying attention to what's going on out here. And they still think the sharks are kind of this fun little team out on the West coast. And, uh, and so he has, he really probably realistically has no shot to win the MVP that's voted on by the writers, but you know what they did because apparently they were paying attention. And, uh, uh, that, that year was such a, you know, I, I let you, you'd call it a paradigm shift. And I think that's true, but you know what, that was the most fun to me, the most fun regular season in sharks history. Yeah. When, when he when he showed up and people were just having their eyes open, like, wow, this is possible. This guy can play this way. He can do this. And is that you know, the the most impactful trade in Bay Area sports history? Like the only one that I could immediately think of would be the Warriors trading Mitch Richmond's like that would be another one. But obviously it's changing things in a different way for the franchise. But there's nothing else that really quite comes to my mind the same way. No, you know, the other one that might was when the A's uh, traded to get Ricky Henderson back. Okay, Remember? yeah, that's pretty big. That 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 one, I think, maybe uh, would match this. Um, and now you're causing my 
you know, <laughs> 71, 71 year old brain to go to crevices. that hasn't gone in a while. Um, but that's the only one that right, right immediately comes to mind. I don't think the giants and the, you know, Hey, everybody, just wait a minute while Ted and I figure this out. No, I, uh, <laughs> it's um, hard though. I mean, cause nothing else is hard. really springs to mind. It is hard. Um, it is hard. Uh, you know, you, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think warriors, you know, the warriors traded away Wilt Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it certainly, certainly in terms of a total franchise impact, I would, th- I would say so. Yeah. Um, other than maybe that Ricky Henderson thing that brought him back and brought those A's great teams of the late eighties and the complete focus, but, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and the, the, the great part to me then was that once I'm, I'm sure Joe, I know Joe didn't really have much of an idea what San Jose or the Bay area was like when he came here and, um, far away from where he grew up and where he had played. But the fact that, that he liked it so much and chose to stay here, he just was mm-hmm. such a good fit here with his personality and, you know, the stuff he liked to do off the rink and, uh, you know, that, that was another part that should not be underestimated. I mean, he, his, you know, his, he kept signing contracts here and staying and, uh, and his parents would fly out here. Probably the most, uh, uh, fun time or fun or interest, interesting for sure. Time I spent one year when he made the all-star team and the game was in Dallas, uh, my boss and I are talking, what else can we do? I said, well, let me see if, uh, if I go to the all-star game, if I can like hang with his family and, and Joe, uh, like through that weekend and write something about that. And Joe was initially leery of that. Joe understandably has, you know, bounds. He doesn't want people to cross in terms of his private life. Um, and he was a little worried about that, but you know, I used my, (laughs) my own charming personality, I guess, to, to uh, get him to agree to that. And that was really interesting to see his family and, uh, you know, his brother was there and his, his, uh, parents. And, uh, I kind of spent the weekend with them and I got to kind of see how the Thornton mojo all, you know, came to life and, and how his upbringing influenced them. And, um, and, and it was fun, too, because Joe, you know, the All-Star Game's not a – it's a fun time. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I got to see the interaction between Joe and other guys and found out who he was friends with around the league and, um, and uh, you know, some other insights, some on the record, some off the record. Um, uh, but the, but the, the thing I, I always wondered, like, well, how does this guy – you know, he plays so hard and he, and he plays – you know, he had an edge to him too. You know, you didn't want to, you didn't want to piss him off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking to the ice, you know, where does all that come from? And, and, you know, being around his parents, it was easy to see, right. His mom had this, had the, you know, fun, lively personality. And his dad was very, very competitive. One thing I remember is uh, Joe, uh, we're sitting around and Joe says, ask, ask my dad to tell you about the uh, alumni basketball game. And I said, what are you talking about? Well, his dad had been a really good basketball player in high school. And uh, I guess every year then his school would have like an alumni basketball game where the alumni would come back and, and, uh, and Joe's dad uh, would like get in uh, and, and scuffles and fights during the <laughs> basketball game. And, uh, 
and got, you know, got technical falls and thrown out, you know, and Joe's going like, yeah, ask him to tell you about the game. So he comes, Joe's dad comes back, make it a long story short. He gets, he gets kicked out of the alumni basketball game. And, uh, and uh, Joe goes, who gets kicked out of alumni basketball game? And his dad leans across the table and goes like, did we win the game? We won the game. <laughs> alumni basketball game. So he, you know, that was where Joe got the edge and his, his mom was the, you know, bright personality that, uh, you know, welcome to everybody and his dad isn't a bad guy you know he was just he was just had that edge joe's quote i remember was yeah they'd say that in my hometown they say you 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 know you'd be worth it to pay money to see two basketball players uh shaquille o'neal and my dad <laughs> um so uh you know that's one memory i have of them and then uh i don't know what what's your favorite joe thornton on ice moment oh i mean i mean i can't that's the thing is like I always have a hard time coming with these because there's so many. I mean, there's the the slide with the overtime series winner in the playoffs. Yeah, that's the one that that's the one I will always remember. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that one's so iconic. But also, my dad and I were there for his. I think Joe uh, has first hat trick in eight years um, against the Bruins, and this was before I was yeah. officially working for the Sharks. And I just remember his reaction that night, and you know, every time. He got over one goal. People started talking about his claim about Tomas Hurdle that if he ever got four. And, like, Mark, right. that's the thing is, like, the personality that Thornton so specifically had, it made the entire dynamic of the Sharks work so well. And when I think about, you know, where the Sharks are right now, it's not like they don't have lively guys on the team. I mean, Tomas Hurdle is a personality unto himself. You know, Logan Couture is often very cool and collected with the media, but also has a great sense of humor. You've seen his deadpan. But something right. about Jumbo was made him the ultimate glue guy. Well, he was the master of ceremonies of the locker room. You know, he was the center of gravity in the locker room. Uh, and, yeah, and every really good team, I think, has to have one of those guys. And they don't always have to have the personality like Joe has. Uh, Buster Posey was that guy, for example, with the Giants and different kind of personality than Joe. But he was definitely the master of ceremonies and and the uh, center of gravity of the Giants locker room. Like Joe was the same way there. You know, you didn't. And, uh, uh, you know, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, people would say, well, Joe, you know, he's just so fun, loving and happy. Lucky he doesn't you know, he doesn't take it seriously. Enough. Believe me. He took it seriously. He really took it seriously. And if a guy got out of line, he would, he would jump him. And, uh, you know, uh, and he, it took, it, you know, he took, it took, a, I don't say a lot, but, you know, there was a line there that you didn't want to go over. Do you remember the feud he had with Doug Wilson over mm -hmm. Doug, uh, gets Doug Wilson when he's the general manager, got up before a, uh, a, a fans group or whatever that, you know, whatever that was, they would do with the season ticket holders. And, Somebody asked him about Joe and uh, Doug's answer. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. I don't remember the exact quote was, well, you know, sometimes Joe, um, he, uh, he takes it, you know, he takes, I think it was when they, when Joe was no longer, Joe would not have been the captain or something. I, I don't know. Remember they went through all those things where they took the C away from Marlowe and then Thornton and, and, uh, and, and Doug's quote was something like Joe, uh, he, he, he take he takes he takes it on himself too much and he and then he lashes out at players and uh because he cares so much or something and joe really took offense to that number one i think because um 
you know, what's happens in the dressing room is supposed to stay in the dressing room in a lot of cases. And number two, uh, he just, he, he just didn't like the way Doug talked about him. And so those guys, he and Doug, you know, were at odds and, uh, and it was real. And, uh, uh, I remember in the middle of all that, uh, there was talk. Well, then, you know, Joe's going to leave the team. Either Doug's going to trade him or he's going to demand a trade or whatever. And I remember talking to Joe about that. And I, I said, uh, well, what is, uh, you know, have you, have you, you know, who else have you talked to this about? And it turned out that um, he had talked to Hasso Plattner, the owner. I don't know if Hasso had called him or he had called Hasso. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Joe said, Hey, Hasso, Hasso, I think agrees with me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this was, this was, I mean, now, now we can talk about it. Right. I mean, at the time that wasn't a, on the record thing, but I don't think Joe would mind me saying that. And, uh, I said, well, this is an interesting dynamic. What's going on here. And, uh, of course, Hasso is, I mean, I've talked to him like four times in my life, you know, he was really not around or, um, uh, I wish he, I wish he had been more. Cause I actually, I think Hasso is a, he's a really interesting personality. And I think fans, fans, particularly who cares about me, I think fans would like it if they got to know Hasso better. Um, but, um, he, you know, so Hasso ended up being like kind of the mediator, I think, between that and got those two guys back together. And as far as I know, they finished their relationship amicably. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that side, that during that episode, I guess the point I'm making here, Ted, is during that whole episode, I saw the real serious brainy, uh, 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 maybe in t- more intense and, uh, 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 show me how much he did give a damn about mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, there was this impression, well, Joe just plays and he's, you know, he doesn't give, you know, that guy really took things seriously, despite his, his, uh, his reputation as a fun, love and happy go lucky guy, which he was most of the time, but you know, he could be infuriating sometimes to cover because he was always, you know, after every game, you know this, right? He was always available. He was always when the when the dressing room door opened, he was always there at his locker, right? And and uh, often with some clothes on, <laughs> some. right? Some <laughs> often, uh, and but he wanted to get it out of the way. I mean, it was it was good. It was a good strategy on his part, right? Let's just get out of the way so I can take a shower, and go home. But uh, he just always kind of wanted to rush through interviews, right? Um, and it was hard to get him to kind of sit down and uh expand on things um but he was always honest and uh I, and uh, but it was it, what i'm saying is that because of the way joe was the happy lovely thing and then after every game yeah 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 you're right yeah okay yeah yeah see you later right uh uh you know i i wish people had been able to see fans shark fans had been able to see i mean he let fans take the ride with him some yeah. but not in the way uh, that others did. I think, I think, uh, you know, I, I, let's put it this way. I don't think you'll ever see a memoir written by Joe. No. Right. That would kind of explain his internal struggles, which I know he had. 
Hear more tomorrow morning on Morning Tide with Mark Purdy as we discuss the retirements, now official, Joe Thornton. All right, we are just about out of time. We have got the Sharks and the Caps coming up. Pre-game live coverage, 1.30, game time, 2 o'clock, right here on the Sharks Audio Network. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yend.